Hi, I'm Catherine, and you're listening to the One Cam Voice Podcast. Well, hello there, everybody, and you're very welcome along once again this week. I hope, as always, that you are safe and well, and I hope that those whom you love are likewise safe and well. We're into episode number 57. If you would like to know a little bit more about me, just check out onecamvoice.com and that will give you the links to all of um, my social media. Now, this week, I'm going to try something just a little bit different. Normally, as you know, I have, uh, I, you know, I start the podcast and with a vague idea about what I'm going to talk about, and then I just allow the words to flow through me, and and I trust that I say whatever needs to be said or whatever needs to be said today will find its way somehow through me. This week, I'm starting the podcast with the intention of giving it all, including myself, because I needed this week a quick little blast of calmness. Now, one might think that we need to practice a lot and go gently into stillness and calmness. And while that is true, you know, we can also touch base with calmness and stillness for just even we can almost snatch it for a few minutes in our day. And I'm going to try and um, introduce you to that this evening. Okay, now we can spend a lot of time searching for the best way to feel a little bit more at ease within our lives, a little bit more, um, or I guess a greater sense of belonging, a greater sense of steadiness and contentment. And we can, if we go through all of the processes that you might find in a meditation class, perhaps, or in a mindfulness class, and we'll be focusing upon, you know, our thoughts and trying to tame our mind and trying to, you know, be more aware of ourselves, be more aware of our minds, be more aware of our bodies. And they're all wonderful activities, don't get me wrong. Now, they take time to learn to practice. And of course, I, you've often heard me speak so much about the breath because the breath anchors us here in the present moment. And the present moment is the only place really where we we can take an action. You know, it's the only moment that we have available to us. I often think that, you know, the present moment, it contains everything about the past. You know, it, it is... I guess I can access everything about the past in this present moment if I chose to do it. And likewise, it contains all of the possibility of the future. But that future can only be created by my action in the present. Okay, it can't be created by my being in the present and thinking about the future and and almost um, occupying the future in my mind that isn't really going to help me. What's going to help me is by choosing in this moment to take an action which will help to create that future that I would like for myself. But now I'm getting once again back into my usual routine of um, talking very broadly and deeply about lots of different things. But instead what I'm going to do is... Oh, I remember now why I started talking like that. It's because I wanted to try to, I I suppose, explain why I wanted to give us a quick blast of calm. Because we can practice, 
you know, becoming more aware of ourselves. We can practice becoming more aware of our body. We can practice becoming more aware of our mind. And they are very valuable and worthy and noble endeavors. And they're important as well. And they do offer us a glimpse of that exquisiteness, you know, that kind of bliss that is available to us. But if you want to really dive deeply into, you know, our exquisiteness, really what we need to try and do is get in touch with our being. Mm. Become aware of our being. Yeah. And then when we do that, what we realize is that we aren't just our body. We aren't just our mind. We're something much deeper than that. We're something much more pure. Mm. <laughs> I know, I know. Bear with if you can. <laughs> and once we touch base with that pureness, that exquisiteness, that goodness that I did mention a little bit about last week when we're um, in a confrontation or conflict perhaps with the other, that we remind ourselves that at their essence is goodness, just like at my essence is goodness. And I know that sometimes we can get overly attached to the my, you know, my thought, my opinion, my belief, my pain. But when we recognize that in our essence, we are deeper than that. We are more than that. We are not our mind. We are not our thoughts. We have thoughts. Yes, we have a mind. We have a body. We can't not be attached to them because we live in the world and we need our body and our mind. But if we could just get in touch with our being, it would offer a whole entirely different vista and, and viewpoint from which we could live our lives. And it offers the doorway to a much more easeful existence. So should we just give it a go? We'll go for that little blast of calmness and see how we get on. So how are we going to get in touch with our being? Well, you know, I read this once about what Zen is, and I suppose we'll recognize the word Zen, won't we? We'll recognize a person who appears to be very Zen. You know, that they're, um, what might we say about them? That they're inherently serene, that they almost kind of glide through life, that they're not overly affected by any kind of obstacle that they might encounter. Fearless is a good word for a person who is particularly Zen. Yeah, that they appear fearless and that they're almost, I wouldn't say that they're not emotional, but I would say that they're a little detached. Now, I don't mean cold. I don't mean that at all. I just mean that they're not overly ruled by their emotions. Yeah. So they're a little bit 
unattached rather than detached. Maybe say I say unattached or they don't identify necessarily with, you know, my sorrow. Yeah, like what I mentioned last week, you know, that um, there is sadness on me rather than I am sad. Okay, right. Now, so the Zen. But anyway, back to um, a definition of Zen, if you could define it in, in so many terms, but that it is, you know, to be Zen is to do one thing at a time. Now, on many levels within us, we're horrified to think that we could just be doing one thing at a time, surely that's a waste of all of of human potential. When humans can do so many things at once and be really, really productive and can be really active, why would we choose to just do one thing? When in actuality, to be able to do one thing takes an enormous amount of action because you're actively choosing to give your attention just to one thing and in a world where we are constantly and continually um, distracted that we we expect distraction that distraction is for us the normal state of being one of distraction and you know I believe that even in professional sports teams when they're having meetings that they the management know that we'll talk now to the team for 10-15 minutes and then we'll have to pause and give them a phone break because otherwise you won't be able to hold their attention because they'll need to check in on what's happening on TikTok or Twitter or their social media accounts. Like, isn't that, it's astounding, really. But it is accepted as the normal way for us to be currently. I mean, distraction was always a difficulty, but especially nowadays, we are so distracted and our um, attention spans are getting narrower and narrower and shorter and shorter. And, And so... Imagine being able to direct your attention on one thing and to hold it there for a prolonged period of time. Like that's the gift of focus for sure. It's the gift of being able to, like I say, direct your attention and hold it there. It's like it's a, it's it um, signifies an enormous amount of, I want to say discipline or self-control it's quite difficult initially but like that like everything you can build it up but um like i mentioned you know to kind of get to that really blissful state that 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 we all are anyway you know to to tap back into that we give all of that lovely attention concentrated attention on one thing and that is our being not our thinking or our acting or our feeling our being that sense of I am our if you want to call it our I amness. What is, what even is that? 
And like that, it's not something that is necessarily easy for me to explain to you, but I can assure you it is easy for you to feel, much easier felt than than being spoken about. And it's important that, it's much more important that, that it is felt rather than be spoken about. Okay. So let's try and see if we can tap into it. I would suggest finding yourself in a comfortable position, seated or indeed lying down, closing the eyes, allowing softness to come to the shoulders. I would suggest maybe even bringing a little smile to your face. Not only does it kind of have a an effect of um, you know, a, a kind of a psychological effect when we bring a little smile to our face. It also, you know, takes up a lot less energy than frowning. Hmm. Show a little smile, a little smile. And then all we're going to focus on is I am. Now your mind might be like frantically searching. What else can I think about? What else can I do? What else can I do? I should be doing something else. Yes, okay, note that, thank you. And then bring your attention back. If it is very, very difficult initially, what I'll suggest, maybe even introducing another word, I am here. I am here. I am here. Now if you could introduce a deeper breath. Without necessarily paying attention to your breath, try and keep that sense of I am I am here, which will always be a fact. And I know it is difficult. But reminding yourself I am here. Now if the mind wanders off, that's okay. The moment you notice it has wandered off, just gently bring it back. I am here. I am And when you're ready, and on an exhale, 
you can slowly and gently just begin to open your eyes. Now, you might begin to experience a sense of heaviness in the body, you know, and there's no right or wrong way to experience your own presence, your own being. All I will say to you is that it's worthy of experiencing. It's really, really important. And if you have any desire to feel a little bit more at ease within yourself, a little bit more, um, you know, or I should say a greater sense of belonging in this world, in this life, touching in and checking in with your own I amness. It is the path, it is the door, should you choose to um, be curious about opening the door. Actually, it's already an open door. If you choose to walk in. So, that is my little offering this week. I find, I suppose I'm home with my family all of the time. I'm, like I have said in other weeks, I am missing all of that social interaction. Now I know that I'm interacting online, but I find that I am losing something there. I wonder... I hope it comes back. You know, when I'm back interacting with people face to face and in the same group that I that it naturally and easily comes back to me what it feels like to be with other people. I know that that might sound bizarre, but I I really hope that it does. Not just for me, but for each and every one of us, you know, because these COVID times have had um, a big impact on on everybody and on society, on individuals and groups. I just hope that when we all return to interacting with one another, that that lovely um, warmth isn't lost. But anyway, that's for a different day, isn't it? Today is just about a little quick blast of calm. And if, if you if you don't have time to feel zen, if you, if you think you can't afford to give your attention just to one thing, please consider the most precious thing that you could give all of your attention to is your own being. And the illumination that that will provide for you will shine into each and every corner of your life, each and every corner of your day, each and every interaction that you go into. So it is 
worthy, it is precious, it is valuable. It's a little bit difficult initially, but you'll get the hang of it because it's a very natural thing, you know. It's um, kind of, yeah, the most natural thing. Just because we're out, uh, often out of touch with it because we're so encouraged to step outside of ourselves, to look outside of ourselves, uh, you know. And, and of course, we have to balance the fact, like you've heard me say before, the fact that we're individuals, but we're also social animals and social creatures. And you've even heard me saying that just in this episode that I um, am concerned that when we go back into... um a life where we are in closer proximity to people that we won't have lost our ability to feel and be warm and interact warmly with one another. Because it's hard online, isn't it? To read people or to feel the vibe of other people. It's become quite clinical, I find, interacting with people in that way. And I struggle a bit with it, I must say, to find the right tone, to find that balance between being productive and efficient when you're interacting through a machine rather than just being human and warm. Impersonable. But look, these days won't always be as they are. They will change. But one thing that is steady throughout is our own being, is our own self. And that will always be true that I am so. And don't try to fill in the gap. Sometimes we fill in, we try to fill in, I am, what am I? I am, you know, narky. <laughs> I am disillusioned. I, they're all things to do with our mind, aren't they? Or things to do with our body. But we are much deeper than that. We are mo- at our essence, at our real core at our being we are much greater than any of those things we're much more than any of those things so if you're going to give your attention to one thing just one thing let it be to your own being that will like i say illuminate every other part of our lives yeah okay so i think i think that's my offering for this week I would like to thank you as always for your hearts and your minds and for those lovely ears. Will we just keep going? Yes, we will. Just for another little while. I am Catherine and you have been listening to the One Cam Voice Podcast. <laughs>